Welcome to Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey. I'm Jeff. And I'm Alex. And today we'll be talking about a very simple subject, and that is German beer. Once again, the bottle of whiskey for today's episode is provided by MyGermany.com. This company from uh, Weimar helps you to order German products from German companies and have them shipped to your home no matter where you live in the world. You can either send single products directly to your home and save 10% on the shipping, or ship several products and have them sent to you as one package. Uh, please use the discount code WHISKEY2020. That's WHISKEY, W-H-I-S-K-Y, 2020. And now to the show. <laughs> oh, I'm happy you got through that. You all won't, you all won't hear this, but um, it took Jeff about 10 tries to record the ad that he records every single week i just can't stop laughing don't know what happened man i got the giggles and it, it just it would it would not stop mm, but again. i think i think part of it is we are for the first time in months recording in the same room we are i'm pretty giddy about it yeah we're, it's we're, nice we're back to the same old table uh alex's apartment um it's a moth flying around there is a moth you didn't get it there it is thanks got him yeah we're back here we're uh, we're being a little distanced uh it's allowed now so yeah, the numbers are down in Germany, and you're allowed to have two households hanging out. And uh, Alex, I think, is one of the few people that I would get into a, a room with at this point. You know, we're stu- still being very careful, but yeah. uh, but you know, my girlfriend works with him, so um, we already have a you know a, you know incestuous a connection. Uh, anyways, germs. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. So before we get started, let's let's uh, let's do some of these 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 cool shoutouts that we have. We have some cool shoutouts this uh, this episode. Yeah, we got some uh, interesting things coming that you might want to check out. Mm-mm. So the first shout out is for the Lost Geographer podcast. He also has a website. He has a lot of things. He's huge. Um, and he helps you really broaden your knowledge on geography, culture, and travel with a lot of interesting stories and facts. Right. And, you know, he focuses on individual countries every single episode. So not just Germany, but, you know, all over um, the world. Yeah, to a country on uh, Colombia and a country on uh, Nigeria, etc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're called the expat expectations. No, uh, no, no. Those, the expect expectations are the, the separate line of a podcast he does. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He does expat expectations where he interviews expats like us, talk about their lives abroad and why they moved and all these other things. Mm. And we'll be featured, uh, Jeff and I will be featured on his next episode, which will be released uh, next Tuesday, June 2nd. So if you want to hear more about our first steps moving abroad, uh, a little bit more than we did in episode one, uh, check it out. And you're going to find all of his episodes on thelostgeographer.org. Um, so we're really excited for that. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we, we had a really fun time with him. And yeah. um, um, we listened to a few of his episodes, and they're great, really informative. Yeah, we're and fun. Yeah, he, he does some. He finds some great people to interview. So yeah, he's he's good. We're a little, we're a little jealous, but uh, yeah, he's he's rolling on there. about 150 episodes at this point. So he has a lot of meat in there. So if uh, you really want to binge, if you like meat, yeah, yeah. Uh, another shout out for um, from a um, Instagram message is from Trevor. So thanks, Trevor, sending us a message, and he asked a few questions. 
um, about moving and uh, visas and things like this. Kind of some of the more complicated things. We gave him an answer. Yeah, but uh, he we said, had a nice little back and forth going on. Yeah, he said some really nice things. Um, said we were helping him out, and uh, that's great. And uh, if you have more questions, Trevor, just uh, let us know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, next we want to. There's a local band that we really uh, been meaning to give a shout out to, and that's the Roxies. It's awesome indie punk rock band uh, from Berlin. A good friend of ours, um, Matthew, is in the band. But even even if we didn't know anybody in the band, I would I would recommend this band. It's uh it's just it's great music. Now of course lately they haven't been able to have any shows uh, for obvious reasons. But yeah, check out the Roxies. You can find them at facebook.com forward slash the Roxies Berlin or uh, Roxies dot And Roxies is spelled R O X I E S. I just got a T-shirt today, actually. Ooh, nice! Finally got it. Yeah, I've got their um, their LP on vinyl. So, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how you doing, Jeff? How 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 have things been? We're back here again. Um, it's weird. It's weird to be back. I know. It's I weird mean, seeing your face in front of me and not I'm on a computer seeing screen. the candles. Mm. The, the, the it, it it feels. I don't know. It, it feels like. That first time you moved abroad and you go back home that one time, you're like, oh, it's home. Like, yeah. Uh, you have a way more plants than you did before. It's, yeah. it's like a freaking awesome jungle in here. We plant it up. I, I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's great to be back. Um, what did happen recently? I think the biggest thing was last Thursday was Herrenstag in uh, Germany, which is a man's day slash father's day. But it's different than, you know, father's day in the U.S. Yeah, you're, you're buying your... You're, giving your dad like a, a card and saying, you know, thanks for raising me. But Herrenstag in Germany, I think is really more I think about... they do that too, though. Oh, do they? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's also the day when Jesus, because we talked about it a bit last Ascension episode. Ascension day. And now I know. It's when yeah. Jesus went back up Okay. Um, to say, to you know, up to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we also do this thing where groups of men that are friends just get together and, and you know, enjoy being men and uh, drink beer and walk around and go to the park and play some ping pong or whatever. So we had a nice uh, Herrenstag on Thursday. Um, social distance style, of course. Um, but yeah, we just walked for a good 10 hours. Yeah, my body was in, was in a lot of pain the next day. Not because I was hungover or anything, but uh, I don't know. My legs were in pain. My back was in pain. But I also did catch the football in a really nice landing on my back somersault motion. So that could be why I was feeling back pain. Yeah, that that hurts. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah, we walked like oh, like 30 kilometers. We walked a long way. Yeah. And of course, you know, Alex, you were at Herrenstag, but uh, yeah. what were you up to on the weekend? Um, after, yeah, after Herrenstag, I just, um, I, I relaxed all weekend. I feel like once the restrictions got raised a bit, I was going to a lot of parks and going out every weekend and trying mm. to, you know, yeah. enjoy the sun. And then um, the weather wasn't that great. So I relaxed at home. I got some good, some good rest that I felt like I needed. Um, going back to work has been stressful and whatever. So yeah, yeah. And I relaxed. It felt good. The weather was gloomy too. So it's kind of like yeah. that stay at home and do nothing kind of exactly. weather. Yeah. I started kinda watching did. Friends again. Oh, whoa. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think haven't we all gone through that entire collection like three or four times? Yeah, now, yeah. Probably? Well, you know, I finished The Office for like the 12th time. I finished Parks and Rec for like the third time. Yeah. And I decided just to watch, the, uh, to watch uh, Friends. Yeah, I'm going through Parks and Rec now the second time, but it's my girlfriend's first time, so nice. So it's kind of fun watching somebody. Oh, it's the best. Kind of get into it, you know. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so what do we have today? So the whiskey we have today, we're going back to our roots of getting scotch. Back to Scotland. Back to Scotland. That that was good. very Aussie, but anyways. I, I I know. I only do one accent. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger or 
a few words in Australian. And I'm not that's all you to, need. Uh, yeah, I'm not Austrian, do, Australian. That's just the same thing. Right? two main ones, right? Yeah. So we have uh, Glenroths. What is it called? Glenroths. Glenroths. And this is a select reserve. Oh, yeah. Speyside single malt scotch whiskey with a character of ripe fruits, citrus, vanilla, and hints of spice. Mm. And it's approved by a guy. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, there's a handwritten note on there, I think, from the Gordon's the, the distiller, whoever was working and whoever uh, yeah. sends the bottles on their way. And again, another really cool bottle. It's kind of like a circle. Yeah, it's it's kind of like if a grenade had like a little neck on top where you, you know, like it's like it's a very uh, yeah true. It's very much like like a big grapefruit or something. With I a, like it. How big is it? Cork. Oh, it's still seven hundred milliliters. Yeah, it's, it's smaller. With the bottles, it's it's depending on the shape, it can make it look like a lot less liquid or a lot more like like that yeah. doesn't look like seven hundred milliliters, no. but it's the same as every other bottle we have. And for the first time, we can pop together. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, what's it going? Ooh, that was, right. that was a nice sharp note. Got to pour you a whiskey, which I haven't done in a long time. Mm. I love pouring whiskey for you. You missed me. I did. All right, let's pop that bad Larry back on. Get a smell here. That's uh, we can we can cheers. Oh, let's do it. Ooh, smells good. Cheers, cheers an actual cheers. Oh, that's a big swig. Oh well. It's light. Mm. It's been a while since we had a scotch, so now I gotta like switch back into scotch mode. Yeah, but uh, as far as scotches go, this is good. It's very light. I wasn't expecting that. Very light. Yeah. Interesting. It, it goes away rather quickly. Not really yeah. in a bad way, but it's just um, it's 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 easy to sip, which is I think it's that's, really easy to drink. That's the good, good quality of any good whiskey. Is uh, that's true. Um, yeah, it's good drinkability. Do you know those old Bud Light ads? When I was in the states, these ads. And it said Bud Light, superior drinkability, which doesn't mean anything, but it's a brilliant ad campaign. Actually, we could easily say that about, about this. Yeah. So it has superior drinkability. But like, what does that mean? It means it's easy to drink. To drink. Some things like you take a sip and it's like you're not enjoying it at all and you, like, you, don't, you don't want it to go down your throat. Oh, well, well done, Bud Light then. Speaking of Bud Light, our topic is German beer. Before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone real quick to... Um, Please give us a follow on Facebook, um, on our Instagram, at americans.in.germany.podcast. Uh, so you can follow us there. Uh, we really appreciate uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And we see the stats. At least half of you are. Yeah. We know when you skip so, the show. So uh, we, we watch really out. appreciate a, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Again, it gets, it gets more listeners. It gets more uh, to reach the more listeners who are interested in this topic and um, keeps us going as well. Well, exactly. And whatever service you use, just make sure to subscribe. It's just easier for you. We just pop up in your, pop in your right feed up. whenever we come out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, German beer, Jeff. German beer. And uh, it's funny that we haven't done this topic yet. Yeah. Um, our, our, yeah, our friend Cody, uh, we met in a park the other day, and he we, we'd thought about the topic before, ages ago, but we kind of forgot about it. And he, he reminded us and said, hey, yeah. why don't you do one about beer? It's like, and we, we, we've touched on beer, you know, and like the cultural differences and mm-hmm. the restaurants thing. And now we're just going to do a whole episode about um, about beer and like some of the cultural things as well, because there, there's a there's a big beer culture here. But Jeff wants to tell you some facts, some beer facts. Just it's a good place to start. Yeah. So, you know, we can understand how German beer might be different from 
say, American beer yeah. or where else. So um, Germany has what is called the Reinheitsgebot, which is a law about beer, which has existed in Germany for hundreds and hundreds of years. I think it's actually, don't quote me on this, I think it might be one of Germany's oldest laws. Yeah, probably one of the oldest laws that is still more or less in right. use. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I would say so. Now, this is the the so called um, German beer purity order. They call it, and it was first brought brought about in 1487 in Munich. Um, however, like the law that we all kind of that, that's always kind of cited on the side of beer bottles and stuff came in 1516, I believe, and that was for all of Bavaria. And uh, yeah, basically. The law stated that beer can only be made of three different things, and that is water, barley, and hops, and that's yep. it. And that that's the law, you know. And um, uh, you can look up what exactly what uh, you know barley yep. and hops are if, if you don't know. Um, but the main purpose, actually, which is funny because when we we're doing research for this episode, I did not know that this was the main purpose originally why the law came about is that uh, they were trying to keep bread affordable because if if beer makers were using uh, wheat and rye to make their beers, uh, there'd be less for the bakers to make bread and the, the cost of everything would go up. So wow. they said, uh, just use um, barley as the main grain for beer to keep it keep uh, bread affordable for people. Interesting. Yeah. Smart. But Germans love their beer and they love their bread. And they found a way to somehow have both harmoniously. Yeah. Wow. But I feel like nowadays, though, it's not about that. It's kind of like a almost like a superiority thing that, you know, we can make this amazing beer with like such few kind of just classic ingredients. No, no weird chemicals, you know, no yep. added sugar, that kind of stuff. Now, of course, the regulations uh, in modern times, they have made some exceptions. Um, and um, th- you can use yeast nowadays, which you couldn't before. Um, now, like, if you do have a beer that has, say, added sugar or whatever, you can still make it. It's just you cannot label it as beer, like right. on, it, on the bottle. It'd yeah. be called a uh, like a malt beverage. Exactly. Yeah. Even though we all know it's beer, you just can't technically label it. You have right. to have just those three ingredients to, in order to label it as truly as beer. Um, yeah. And so that's a little bit about German beer and the famous German beer purity Law, but Jeff, why is because one of the most famous beers in Germany, especially Americans know, is like a good wheat beer, is a Hefeweizen. But that's with oh, wheat. True. How come that is allowed? I, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't know this. Yeah, like like a yeah like a, Vi- a Weiss beer, which are wheat beer, um, really really popular in German, can still be made because um, wheat beer uses top fermentation, which means the yeast rises to the top of the of the tanks you know so so the technically the beer purity law only applies to beers that use the bottom fermentation where the yeast uh settles towards the towards the bottom so it's kind of like a loophole yeah wheat beer can get around that and it can still be labeled as beer interesting of course yes um yeah it's a nice little loophole they found i guess but I'm not a huge wheat beer fan, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, was, like, gonna, uh, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, I, I, for me, certain times just it's so smooth, it's so good. Yeah. Mm, not a, not a fan. Yeah. I, I like a pilsner or like a lager, Hellas, and those are like usually the ones you can find mostly in north, west, east. Is like a pilsner, you know, a light golden beer, and they're very consistent or delicious. Mm. Down south, you get more of like a lager or Hellas, popular like Bavaria, and it's less hoppy, a little more sweet. Right. Some, sometimes it can be a little bit lighter as well. And then, of course, the the wheat beer, the Weissbier, which is also more popular in the South as well, a little more 
a little more creamy. Yeah, will. more fruity flavor. And uh, an interesting thing, I, probably for Americans and people from elsewhere, is in Germany, uh, the age of drinking beer is 16, not 21. You can yeah. drink beer at the at the wee, ripe age. Wee age of 16. Now, uh, hard liquor, you have to be 18, but right. beer? And 16. wine as well, I think 16. And let's be honest, even if you're 15, you probably get away with it. They're not really checking. Uh, no, and IDs, you know. I mean, it's funny because I think as an American, we find it a little bit crazy that you can have beer at 16, but the Germans are like, you guys can drive at 16. That's more crazy. And then true, I you can't like, drive. Okay, to, yeah, you have to be much older to drive. Uh, it's at 18 to it's drive. 18 to Germany. drive. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, they they find it. Oh, I mean, I, I was driving a car with like my parents in the car at 15. Yeah, which is how young are you at that which, point? Yeah, look, looking back at it now, I find that absolutely terrifying. But at the time, yeah. I thought I was an adult. I was like, I'm 15, I'm 16, I'm an adult. But um, yeah, I, I understand why uh, why the Germans think that's pretty nutty. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, but think about twenty one. It's so it's so late, and and it, but but I, th- I think it's also good because like, so at the age of like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, we were we were drinking beer right in the states, anyways. But we were doing it in a more dangerous way. So no, was, I wasn't, mom. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't drink beer till I was twenty one either. Yeah, but some people. Uh, did drink beer before 21 and I think it's more dangerous because you have to like wait till your parents are out of town or go into the forest or something and drink beer whereas here you can just go to a normal bar and drink a beer and do it can you with... drink in a bar when you're 16 though yeah because I've never seen a 16 year old in the bar yeah you can order a beer for, yeah. if you're 16 yeah. yeah yeah but yeah but you're right I think that the there is a much more um, respect for, for alcohol because it's not a forbidden fruit until they're 21 it's something that is such a big part of the culture here, especially in Germany. Exactly. I mean, it's all over Europe. You can drink a lot younger, but like, it's such a big part of the culture. I think people, they grow up with it and they see people drinking it. It's not this, you know, crazy thing to chug 30 of and get smashed and get your stomach pumped, you know? Exactly. Like, they're not doing uh, beer bongs and stuff. Like, they're like, I could just go grab myself a, a nice quality lager or whatever. And yeah, exactly. Sip it with my friends. Uh, yeah. So I feel, I feel like it's kind of safer. Plus, you're... As we know, the public transportation is way better, so drinking and driving really isn't an issue. You can just cop on the subway or the train and you're get home. No problem. Yeah, and also, you know, because Germany is also a very big driving um, culture as well, I mean, in terms of cars. Yeah. Um, and it's really difficult to get your license here, actually. Yeah. Uh, it costs a lot of money. You have, to, you have to do a lot of tests. So I think um, even, like, without public transportation, drunk driving is not... As big an issue, like yeah. I, I know it happens, yeah. But they they take the driving very seriously, very seriously, yeah. very seriously here. So, so um, that, that that that's nice. Um, but yeah, like I remember when I when I when I first moved when I first moved here and I wanted to get a beer, um, especially at a bar, I was expecting to have like I was like, oh, I'm in Germany, it must be a huge variety of beers. And at that time in my life, I was like really big into craft beers in the states, you know? Right. Yeah. And I remember going to a bar and. Um, one order a beer and then I was like oh yeah well, I'd like to have a beer you know at, waiting for them to ask me what do I want because there was nothing there was like a, not like a million taps that I saw and then I just come back with a beer and I was like oh what's this like oh it's just like it's our house beer right that's a beer you asked what you asked for a beer yeah you asked for a beer yeah. where like in the states you have to, you know, tell I want a Sam Adams or I want a Budweiser or I want whatever where here you usually you just ask a beer and they either give you like the house beer which is like a beer that's brewed for that bar um, not in a craft beer type way, just kind of like bars just have their own beers. Or they give you like their main beer on tap, which around here is usually a Schulteis or a Berliner because those are like the local beers uh, for Berlin. Um, yeah, I, I found that really bizarre because yeah, 
Yeah, like well, I know, like a lot of like old school German traditional beer halls, there will literally be two beers that you can yeah. you can get a Helles or a Dunkel, and a Helles means light and Dunkel means dark. So literally, it's like, okay, you want a light beer or a dark beer? And that's yeah. like those are your options, that's and it. they bring you a big glass of it, and there you go. Like they they don't really fuss around with showing you like a like a hundred beer menu. It's no, because because like even their standard quote unquote kind of shitty beer is super tasty. Yeah, know? absolutely. And yeah. I, I thought it was super counterintuitive in, in my head. Not counterintuitive, but like I expected Germany to have a buttload of different types of beer. Yeah. Because like it's Germany, it's what they do. And they do a buttload they do a buttload of different types of beer, but not at the bars. It's just kinda you have what, maybe three or four options. But that's most of the time that's really all you need. Yeah. It's like really only if you go one to like a craft beer bar or one of these specialty places, then you'll have, you know, twenty options. But yeah, they start standard pub, it's got three options, right? It's really yeah. just like a pills, a lager, and a wheat beer. And, and then they it. might have something else in a bottle. Yeah. And which which German beer did had you had he had back in the States? The only one I had in the States was a Rothaus. Because you had Rothaus in the States? Yeah, because I didn't know they sold it in the States. No, they don't. Oh. My friend who lived in Berlin, she came to visit oh, and brought you a Rothaus. And brought me a Rothaus. Rothaus like, is good beer. It's really good beer. And that's, that's one of my one of my favorites. Mine yeah. too. Definitely one of my favorites. Uh yeah, if if you're ever any of our listeners, if you're ever in Germany. We wrote down here our favorite beers somewhere. There it is. Right there. Um, we both recommend Rothaus, like we just said. Uh, we both recommend Augustina, which is a yeah. Helles beer. Augustina is really good, yeah. It's more of a beer from, um, it's, it's a Bavarian beer, and it's, it's very, very tasty. Yeah, lager, yeah. And then I personally really like uh, Czech beer. Sure. like, like I, I love the original... Um, Budweiser, which yeah. of course has to be called Budvar in the States because right. of copyright uh, problems. But uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Czech beer is just really crispy. So I love a lot of Czech beer, but like pretty much there's not a, a beer. I, I honestly, okay, I can name two beers I can say aren't good in Germany, but I'll still drink them. Yeah, throw them at me. Uh, Pilsatua, which is like the beer every kiosk Speti costs like 50 to 60 cents no and Sternberger and oh. Sternberger what's it Sternberger it, it, it's just it's one of those beers that's way too cheap and when you taste it you know why but even then it's still drinkable you know it's uh, yeah it's fine yeah. and what I heard about Sternberger is they actually I'm not sure how true this is but what I heard is that they take the rest of the leftover beer from other breweries uh-huh. and they just combine it and that's like a Sternberger what the fuck yeah they're just like this big cauldron with a guy with a huge spoon just like just mixing it all up and there's like five different tanks just pouring into one yeah Yeah. i guess that that's that's the uh the legend actually it that tastes like that could be a fact because when you hear that and you have standberg you notice that sometimes it tastes different Mm. oh and it could be because of the different mixtures of what's going on yeah yeah i think it's true yeah but my my cheap go-to is um berliner kindle yeah which is like it's kind of it's kind of like Budweiser Coors in the sense that it's available everywhere, at least in Berlin, but not like Ber- uh, Budweiser Coors in the sense that it actually right. tastes good. Um, but it's insanely cheap and it's just available everywhere. It's kind of your go-to if you're if you're not really caring. Like, well, for uh, Jeff, he likes the Berliner Kindle. Right. I like the Berliner. There yeah. were both separate breweries back when Germany was split. Mm. Uh, the Kindle was in the west and Berliner was in the east, and now they're uh, one brewery, I think. Oh, so no they matter, taste very similar. No matter anyways. which one you get, then yeah, yeah, they're kind of honestly. If you stick one in one hand, and one in the other, and I take a sip of both, I would have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't really tell you. They're both. But cool. yeah, speaking of that, like you said, like Berliner is you know available in, in Berlin. Um, 
a lot of times you can only find certain beers in certain regions. Like True. if I go out west, I'll never, I'll, I won't see a Berliner. I won't True. see a lot yeah. of beers I see here. And like every region has, you know, for, uh, how, I don't know, 20 beers from like that region. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, I mean, if you go to like a, like a, like a huge spatey here, I mean, you will, you really will have like 50 beers to choose from. Oh, easy. I mean, yeah. Um, and I mean, just German because I mean you don't really need anything else honestly like yeah like I actually like Polish beer is good yeah, yeah no but like beyond Polish and Czech you won't really see like a lot of like UK beers at a Spati here no or, no like you just, you just don't really need them honestly you have enough going on yeah I've heard Belgian beer is pretty good you don't see that here much yeah, either Belgian beers are amazing yeah mostly yeah you see Czech you see a bit of um, Danish beers Polish beers and obviously lots of uh, lots of German beers yeah yeah and I mean and one of the reasons is well, Germans drink a lot of beer. So Germans have the fourth highest consumption of beer in the world. Um, wow. Per person, the average person consumes 104 liters of beer per year as of this year, which if you think about that, that's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. 104 liters per person, yeah. Um, but oddly enough, since about the 1980s, the consumption rate has gone down every single year since 1980. So uh, it's been slowly dropping people have been maybe it's more counting calories or health conscious thing not sure but the funny thing is even though germans drink so much they're in the top 10 of consumption but if you look at the top 10 countries of um, alcohol related problems they're not on the list so germans drink a lot of beer but um they don't necessarily have a huge problem with it or but okay there of course there are people with uh, alcoholism in, in germany but the 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 rate does not match the consumption, if right. you know what I mean. Let's you think the higher the consumption, the more rates of alcoholism, alcohol exactly. problems you have, but yeah, I guess there isn't. Yeah, and I would assume that the reason why it's dropping yearly is because Germany is also has like a really good wine culture as well. Oh, could be, yeah, and it's getting bigger. And every enough, year, a whiskey culture in the past five, ten years. Yeah, and whiskey culture as well. So, um, schnapps, schnapps. Schnapps. I sound like I just said a random word, but yeah, they also make a lot of schnapps. That's what I'm trying to point out. They do, yeah, they do have a lot of schnapps and delicious schnapps. Um, it's like I just said, oranges. <laughs> but yeah, drink, drinking is definitely like drinking beer is definitely more of a moderation uh, thing. You're, you're, not, you're not going out to get to get messed up. You're going out to just have you know a couple of beers and to, and, re, and relax. It's, it's part of like just part of the culture it's a huge part of the culture here i mean um drinking socially is a big thing drinking in the park is a big thing you, you can legally drink beer in public so seeing people walking down the street holding a beer is yeah, just completely normal got a long walk thirsty yeah, especially in the summer it's hot you want a nice cold beer of course you know yeah and it, yeah it's just not like a you know people have beer for lunch um it's not a big thing there's a funny there is a funny expression though which kind of is like an alcoholic thing is uh, Germans will say uh, seven beers is a schnitzel, which pretty much means like if you don't have dinner and you have seven beers, that's enough for like that's that's your dinner pretty much. That's the equivalent of eating schnitzel. Yeah. Exactly. But we always like you always hear that like Germans like liquid bread basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, some beers are like that though. They really fill you up. Yeah, but for me, that's not really a German beer. Like I find like a Guinness is the one that fills me up. I can't really have more than two Guinnesses. Uh, yeah, fair enough. That's a very like thick. It's like a milkshake of beer. I mean, I love it, but mm. you know, can't really milk beer do it. But yeah, but I mean, but yeah, um, other than Spades, you can again, you can get it almost anywhere at the grocery store. And the funny thing is, at grocery stores, the beer is cheaper 
than like like the equivalent amount of water, like you know, yeah. a jug of water will cost more than the beer. Yeah. So so you look and you're like, okay, beer or water? Beer's cheaper. That includes water. Maybe I'll just get that. <laughs> and it's funny too. I think um, by law, every grocery store needs to have a drink that is not water that's cheaper than beer, just so that. It has, there's an alternative and it doesn't feel like they're just pushing the beer on everybody. You know, because exactly. if, you, if you're poor, you're like, okay, beer or water? That's cheap. You know, exactly. You're like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. They yeah. don't want to incentivize people just to only buy beer because it's so cheap. They want, you know, get this soda or something else as well. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, you know, um, because like the bottles are also bigger here than in the US. So, yeah. the, so a standard bottle of beer here is a 0.5 liter bottle, whereas in the States, it's 0.33. Right. Which is why we're actually drinking a 0.33 right now. Which you, um, you can get in Germany, but it's I'd say like ten percent of beers sold in Germany are point three. Like yeah, the other ninety percent are point fivers. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Like they're um, you you get the smaller ones usually. Like if you get a six pack, it's always the smaller ones. Uh, a case, which is, which is usually twenty beers, are usually the bigger ones. But you can get a case like twenty five smaller ones as well. True, but it's not really. Yeah, it's not a um, very widespread thing here. Yeah, I mean, well, also six packs. Are not a thing like in the states when you buy beer and you go to a grocery store or a 7-eleven you're grabbing a six pack of beer yeah. here it's all singles on their own yeah and you just grab as many beers as you want you know okay, or just get the whole case yeah 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 or, and then or carry yeah. that heavy heavy case back to your apartment yeah but then when you're done with it all you drink all your beers you can bring the case and the beers back to the grocery store put into a machine and you get eight cents per bottle and the case costs like three euros, something like that. Something like that. So you get about like three, four euro back. Uh, right. So if, if you buy a case of beer, let's say you get a case of Berliner, which is pretty cheap. For 20 beers, it'll cost you around 13, 14 euros. And then including Fond and everything like that, including yeah. the deposit. Yeah, Fond's deposit, yeah. Fond's deposit, sorry. Including deposit. And then when you return it back, you'll get, you know, what, four something euros back. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to the grocery store anyways to buy food, right? So you just bring along with, with you. you. It's a great, it's a great system, you know. And either you, you give to, give it to the guy, or I've even seen the machines where you put one bottle at a time. But I've seen some of the fond machines you put the entire case, the in, the case box, in there, yeah, and it goes in and it scans it all and it just spits out a little receipt for you. And now you've got four euro in your pocket. Yeah, so. it's like a little gift card to the grocery store, or you can go to the cashier and get that um, get that in money. Uh, but also, like with, with the whole uh, deposit system. Um, when you're at the park having a few drinks, having a few beers, uh, people come around and collect your bottles for you. Uh, usually homeless people or people uh, just want to make some extra cash. Yeah, sure. Um, they'll go around the parks and take all the bottles and then they'll take all those and return them. So like, you'll see people a lot, um, especially around Berlin, if they're walking around, you'll see them put their beer bottle next to a trash can, which everyone recommends you do because that's when people know, oh, that's where I can get, you know, the bottles. Yeah. So don't put them in a trash can, put them next to the trash can to help some people out. Yeah. And a lot of people, if you're a tourist, maybe it looks like the person's being lazy or they're, right. they're littering, but actually in about five minutes or less, that bottle will be gone. Oh know? yeah. And a lot of times, like you said, you're just sitting there and somebody will walk over to you and just grab your empty bottles. Yeah. It's like, it's just a great, it's a great service. It's, it's, yeah. It's kind of like a community service type thing. Like sometimes I don't feel like taking my bottles back to the store. So I just bring them downstairs. I put them next to my door. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I'll check five minutes later and they're all gone. So someone wanted them, they took them and that's it. Yeah, because they go take them to the store, they get the cash for them. And, yeah. I mean, and I mean, being homeless here in that sense is better because you're getting a lot more bang for your buck 
every for every bottle that you return. Whereas in the States, you get a lot less money. And in the States, there's not this easy return policy of right. just going almost anywhere and being able to return these to a machine and getting the money back. So And, and I, I think cans, so a bottle's eight cents. I think a can, which you don't see a lot of, but some grocery stores do sell cans. I think they're like 20 cents. Yeah. And also the bottle amount changes. Like a Flensburger will get 15 cents because oh, there's really? a special top on it. Yeah. Ah. And um, this is not beer related, but like just a, you know, plastic jug of Coke gets you 25 cents. True. I mean, so yeah. Because it's plastic. Huge. They want you to stop using plastic. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that, that's a really nice uh, environmental thing. So it's funny when you have um, a bottle of beer in Germany, you, you'll see marks on it, usually on the top and on the bottom. Uh, from like when I was in the case, you know, getting knocked around and you get a fresh new beer and there's all these marks on it. So that could mean, you know, this bottle could be, you know, 20 years old. Who knows how old it is? Yeah. They take them, they clean them, they refill them. Yeah. Some people, if you haven't been to Germany before and you grab a bottle of beer at a Speti, they're like, ah, this bottle looks like it's been used, you know, because it, it, it truly like, instead of like truly like melting down the bottle or whatever and doing a full recycle, like the bottle itself is completely, it's of course sanitized and clean. Yeah. But like it literally, it's just like the exact same bottle. They slap a new sticker on it after it's cleaned, and then yeah, and it has a few marks from the process on it. But uh, I think it's super cool. Yeah, because it reminds you, yeah, about the amount of recycling that's being done. So uh, yeah, hundred percent, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and um, speaking of beer, like you can't not mention the big the the beer festivals because like because since it's such a big part of the culture like how many beer festivals in germany happen what every year i'd say hundreds probably yeah like from, from the small to large true yeah uh i mean obviously Oktoberfest it's like a two two to three week thing six million people show up um canceled this year because of corona so that sucks yeah and it's one of the like it's i think it's only been canceled like five or six times in, in, in his 200 year history yeah so. my parents wanted to come this year oh that i was gonna meet cool. them down there but oh um, man it's too yeah. bad i mean but of course you know makes sense and then the big one for berlin is the international berlin beer festival also known as the beer mile uh even in german known as the beer mile um yeah, i don't know why because it it, it it takes up this entire like literally like a mile of this huge avenue in, in um friedrichstein area of berlin yeah. and they have 350 different breweries uh or they did have 350 different breweries every year uh and i think it lasted three four days about uh yeah it was like a weekend like a long weekend really or like fun that. festival like and i heard recently that it yeah, it's closed. It's closed forever. forever? Yeah. Why? What? I didn't. What happened? Uh, I think the logistics were too much for it. It was but, so. Uh, wasn't not just during Corona. I mean, like beyond. No, the, like it's it, done. It, it was canceled before Corona even happened. Oh wow. Yeah, but it had been going on. For, it, it had been going on like nineteen years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. It was just. Uh, they're, they're, yeah, I guess they said the logistics were, were just too uh, difficult to manage with the city and everything. But Germans love logistics. I know. I know, right? But it was international beer festival, so mm. the German part loved it, but. You know, nah. the Spanish, the Italian parts, they weren't they weren't there for it. Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. My first German beer was was in Munich. Uh, it was not Oktoberfest, but I'll tell the story real quick. So I I was about to, we just finished graduating high school, and I had a bad packing, my first backpacking trip in Europe planned with my friend, right? Yep. We graduate three days before the backpacking trip, I find out I have mononucleosis. Oh, Doctor says you have the to kissing be, disease. You have to be in bed for the next thirty days. You cannot travel. You can't do anything. Uh, so of course oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm shattered. But I tell my friend, I'm like, dude, go, go without me. Don't, I don't want to ruin your trip too. And I mean, of course, I'm thinking he was going to say no, but he's like, yeah, okay, great. So he goes without me. I wouldn't do that to you, Jeff. And his first stop is Munich, 
you know, Munich, Germany. And two days into it, it's like midnight. I get woken up by my phone calling me and it's him. Oh my God, this is so amazing. This is so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and immediately I hung up and I was like, fuck it. And so I, I bought I bought a ticket online. No. Yeah, I bought a ticket online because I'm like, I can't. He was just having the time of his life. So I fly over there with mono, which, um, yeah, where your body cannot handle pretty much anything when you have mono. Um, fly, I land at the airport. He picks me up. Where does he take me? Straight from the airport to what this thing called a beer garden. What's that? Oh, so take me to a Munich beer garden. We each get a moss of uh, German beer. So That's a liter, a liter of, beer. of beer for breakfast. And on my walk from the beer garden to the U-Bahn station, I passed out, had a seizure, and had to have the amb- woke up in the ambulance, taking me to the hospital, and that was my welcome to Germany story. So was was the beer worth it? I can't even remember what I had or what it tasted like. I can't remember anything. So. Probably due to the seizure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, because when you have mononucleosis, your liver n- is no longer cleaning your blood like it normally does. So it, it could oh, yeah. so so it's not cleaning the alcohol like your liver normally does. So it's like the worst thing you could do is go yeah, down to Munich to drink, drink beer. alcohol. Yeah, wow. um, but it was funny. The the German doctor like he assumed like I had had a huge rager and drank like twenty beers, and so he's like asking me like, so how many beers have you had? And I was like, just one. And he's like, don't lie to me. Tell me how many beers you've had. And, and, I, and I kept telling him just one, just one, just one. And, and, and then finally I remembered. Oh yeah, I have I have mononucleosis. And he was like, oh okay. Like, How many beers have you had? Yeah, he like, and he thought I was. He's, he's like, he, he thought I was like embarrassed or shy or something. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, that was the first time I had a German beer in Germany. I'm sure it was tasty. Can't remember. That is, uh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But in but in the U.S., um, I think I had like a Paulaner. I think that was the one German beer I'd had. Uh, True, I've had that in the U.S. as well. You can like order those um, with like a, with a mass with the one liter. Yeah, and I had Oktoberfest things. I had a Bex, it's, but I, that doesn't count. That's, that's Bex like doesn't count. Very international German beer. It's not, I don't really consider it even a German beer, even though it is German. Bex is good. Mm, that's all right. It's okay. Yeah, but uh, right. yeah. Um, uh, another thing, yeah, about um, in terms of, in terms of like culture, especially being an American uh, living here. It's like I said, um, before I moved, I was really big into this craft beer culture. You know, I wanted like a triple smoked chocolate bacon double IPA, you know? And <laughs> Which I, honestly is probably a thing, I get, what you just said. If you if you Google it right now, I'm sure it's a thing. There's a few brands, for sure. It has to be. Yeah. Uh, and I was really into this stuff. And like I said, when I moved here, I was expecting to get, you know, some like crazy beers. But then I was kind of like, oh, they're all kind of boring. I was like, it's a pilsner and 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 a pilsner, mm. like without end. And they all taste, you know, similar. Um, but they're all, you know, they're all very good. All very good. But there is a, that's things like, it's, it sounds like, okay, you don't kind of use these three ingredients, but like what you can get from just three ingredients oh, is, yeah. is pretty amazing because there are so many beers that are truly completely different from each other. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 100%. Depending on but what they're kind all of good. hops they use. Yeah. They're all good and they're all very, you know, they're very similar. So I was, I was actually a little disappointed. Uh, but Germans have a very, you know, no bullshit thing with beer. Like, it's beer. Don't make it fancy. It is what it is. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid, you know? And um, like for I example, just don't for, like craft beer anymore. Uh, that's not true. For me, I still love IPAs. Like, like I, I still love going to a craft beer place and getting some delicious IPAs. Like, yeah. I, I love tasting new crazy stuff. But mm. in my daily life, I don't. I just do go to the standard German beer stuff. I mean, I'll drink an IPA. I like an IPA here and there. Like a pale ale. But that's also, you know, also um, like English as well. Uh, British. Um, 
but yeah, like I remember I went to the states of uh, two years ago for New Year's, and I was celebrating with my um, my high school friends. If you guys yeah. listening, what's up? <laughs> um, and we're getting beers. Yeah. And I went to the beer shop, like the you know the yeah the liquor store, and they want you know just like IPA this whatever, and I was like I just want like a pilsner, <laughs> and I couldn't like just find a pilsner, so I wound up just drinking Budweiser. Cause it was oh, the closest thing no. I could find. You know oh. what? Budweiser's not that bad. People uh, poop on it. It's not the worst beer in the world. Brown water to me. It's not that bad. Plus, it also just reminds me of like being in high school. So yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't get a I mean, at least college. Col- oh yeah, college. I mean, postgraduate degree. Yeah. Now, I had my first beer. My you PhD mean. when I was yeah. twenty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like in, in, in craft beer culture, isn't isn't a culture here? Uh, there, there, well, there, there's a Berlin, small one. There's Berlin, a small. It's been getting. It's been growing. Like it's growing, yeah. but. Um, but most, I know, sometimes I find it uh, honestly a bit pretentious. It, 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 I mean, yeah, there there is an element to that. But and to be fair, most of the craft beer bars in Berlin have been opened up by expats and foreigners, so True. not by Germans. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I still have. I, did you do you get um, Harpoon in Rhode Island? Yeah. Yeah, like Harpoon IPA. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a really right? good one. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And that, but I can only get it every time I visit my friend in Boston. They have Harpoon. Yeah, yeah. Can't get it in the West Coast. Uh, shout out! Shout out to uh, Harpoon. Harpoon. Um, but yeah, like I, I, pretentious is mean. I don't say it's pretentious. It's just like not my, not my thing. Like I don't want to spend seven, eight, nine euros for a beer. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that, that's the same. Like you can't. You can't have a cheap night with, at a craft beer bar. Right. It's impossible. Like, and then eventually I have a few craft beers. And I'm like, I just want a pilsner, man. Plus, at a craft beer bar, if it's nine euro, it's also not a point five. It's like a tiny point two, two or point three. And like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not drinking it like wine. Like, I just want a beer. Like, I've gotten very German with it. I just want like a no nonsense, totally fair enough. golden beer. Yeah. in my mace. In okay, my mouth, you know? I, I kind of actually, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Every like, once in a while, yeah, you know, give me something, something, something crazy. But like, it's just I don't know. And I used to, it's so weird because I used to love it. I'm just, not, it's not my thing anymore. Yeah, true. I mean, like, what would you say is the overall difference between an American and a German beer? It's hard, it's hard to say. Now. I mean, typical American. Is it more the culture, not the actual beer itself? I think, yeah, I think it's probably more the culture. Yeah. Because it's not a big deal here. It's just a beer where I think in the States, there's this whole culture around the beer. Mm. Where, like, there's a, I think there's a beer culture in the States where in Germany, beer is just part of the culture, if that makes sense. I, yeah, I, yeah, totally. and I'm not saying one's yeah. better than the other. Yeah, like the beer culture in the states is really cool now. Like, there's so many cool microbrews all over the place. Yeah, and like when people like Europeans, like, oh, the yeah, Americans have terrible beer. I'm like, no, actually, we have really, really good beer now. Yeah, there are some quite like, good beer, American beer. Yeah. Ignore the Anheuser Busch stuff. Like, there's some really good beers in the states. Like, all these crap beers are incredible. I'm not into as much anymore, but they're still incredible. Absolutely, I, I think the only really bad American beer. Is kind of the standard cheap beer, which is like yeah. Coors, Budweiser, but they have their place. Keystone Light, that kind of shit. Natty Light. Yeah, again, it's like it's a Rolling stu- Rock. It's a stuff when you're in college and you don't know any better and you want to save some money. That's when you get that kind of stuff. If you want, if you want to like binge drink, exactly. Exactly. But which, what's the fun in that? Like, I want to, I want to drink. I drink because it tastes good. I don't drink to get drunk. You know what I right. mean? Like, so, um, uh, yeah. Well, but uh, but there's there's like uh, so much more we could say about beer i mean this could be a multi-parter at some point i mean we've barely scratched the surface of because it's beer it's beer german beer beer um but yeah i think we're done with the beer let's move on to the whiskey yeah funny enough (laughs) this is our our most like can you um alky episode can you can you pour me (laughs) pour me a little sip so we can have a reminder of what's happening yeah that was actually a quality uh 
decorking Wait. right there as well. Oops, that's a little bit. I love this bottle, man. Great smell. Yeah, you know, just cut myself off. I like this one. Um, just cut myself off. I did. I was about to talk. I just and interrupted I, myself. I did. I was about to talk, and I just decided to, uh, to take Do a step instead. So you've had this one before, right? No. Oh. Have you? No. I don't, no. Know, I don't know why I thought that. No. No, we're only drinking whiskeys we haven't had before. Oh, okay. Um, no, the, the, no. Oh, and shout out. Who inspired? Who, who told us to buy this is um, our friend Misha. Oh, yeah, our friend Misha. Thanks, yeah, dude. He said this is his favorite whiskey, the Glenroths. And yeah. he also said, like, there's more of, like, with all whiskeys, there's, there's various levels. And this is kind of a medium. But he said, like, there's also next level that's like a, like, this was a... Ooh, 30, 35 year old bottle of whiskey. Okay. But there is the Glen Roth's 80, 90 euro, and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, I like it. It's good. And I'm not, I think we all know at this point that I'm not the biggest scotch guy. But yeah. as far as scotch goes, I like, if, if I like a scotch, it means it's probably a good scotch. Yeah. yeah I, I, I am more of a scotch person. Well, now we're both rye guys, which we learned. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I do like a lot of scotch. And this one, I find like, I, I, it's really tasty. And I, it's one of those ones I can probably drink all night because it's, it's so smooth. And, mm. and it's, it's very light. Yeah. Which is not makes getting a dangerous whiskey, also. Yeah, true. Anytime a whiskey is easy to drink, it's also, yeah. you got to watch yourself. But I'm not really getting a super smoky flavor. I'm not getting, you know, anything that's really sticking out to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's well balanced and it's yeah. it's like just enough of everything, you know. I find it well balanced to a bit of a fault. Mm, a little too much. Maybe a little, a little too maybe little. On the oh, on the verge of being underwhelming, you know. Right, exactly. Mm, okay. Like it's good and I I want, I, like, I really like drinking it. I'll definitely drink it again. But yeah, it's very like it's flat. Yeah, you're looking for a little bit more. Yeah, like I like you know when I have a, when I have a scotch, I have like one note that's like whoa, like punched you yeah. in the face, you know, something a little bit more memorable, you know. Yeah. It's, so I would say like if you're not into whiskey or into scotch and you want to, this would be a great first scotch to have. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a great scotch, and I mean, it's a good one to have even if you do like scotch a lot because it's it's it is tasty. It's just not like it's not crazy, but it's tasty. In terms of rating, I can never really give a scotch that high because I'm not really a scotch guy. Yeah, fair enough. But as far as scotches go, I'd say a seven. I was For me, with, it's a seven. I was going to go with six or seven as well. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 that's that's a good scotch. And if anybody from Glen Roth is listening, you know, if I was a scotch guy, I'm sure I'd love it even more. But uh, look at me trying to pander to the Glen Roth's distillery. Stop, stop pandering, man. Okay. Anyway, seven out of ten. I stand by it. My yeah. Opinion. You know, I'll, I'll go seven because I was going to say six, but I'm going to go seven because. It does have that superior drinkability. Mm. It and really I'm, does. I'm liking it more now that I, the more I drink it. I think it's yeah. kind of the same with everything, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's every every whiskey. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like the first sip, I'm like ugh, and then after right. a second sip, three, I'm like oh, great, right? Big surprise. The drunker you get, the more you like something. <laughs> Who, wow. knew? Who knew? Who knew? this guy. Wow. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So that's it. There's our review. There's our episode. I'm just very excited right now. Like I'm looking at Jeff right now. We're doing it together. It's just like yeah. it's nuts. Just seeing just seeing your eyes is oh it's just so nice. Don't get lost. Yes. But again, thanks for this bottle from mygermany.com. Yes. Very nice of you. Um it was uh well worth your money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and again, please uh find us on Facebook, find us on Insta at Americans.in.germany.podcast. 
And uh, and send us a, if you have a question, send us a message because we will answer your questions. We yeah. we're pretty good at that. Answering same day, we do our best. Uh, and if you have a question, and you don't want to get shouted out. Just let us know because we're kind of just shouting at everybody. Oh, true. Yeah. But if you don't want to be shouted out, like just let us know. Too I personal. Know if, or... Yeah. Maybe you're very German. You have you know Datenschutz. You know you know, your data protection. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no problem. We we love to answer questions. That's what we're here for. We're here to help. Yeah, absolutely. As much as we can, no matter how helpful we are, more or less, we're here to help. Yeah, and excuse me. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I think I can give a little preview next week. Uh, we're oh, having, yeah. We have a we're having a big moment. It is our first. Uh, interview. We're going to start having guests on the show, um, and we have a big interview, which will be the reverse of our of our normal topics, right. right? Yeah. So we'll be doing an interview with a German living in the states. Yeah. Um, we're not going to say who yet. No, you'll find out. You'll find out. But it'll be really exciting, and uh, we're all excited to really do it together. And it'll be fun just to see a German's point of view of the states and of Americans in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm really excited. Okay, cool. Well, that's it. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> How much did you drink? <laughs> <laughs>